Welcome to Spinning It, a podcast about the road from high school football to the NCAA, the NFL, and Canton. Each week, Anthony Nippy Ames, along with pro quarterback Chris Hickson, explore questions about life lessons that come straight from the gridiron. Like, what does it take to raise a healthy, grounded player in this day and age? What lessons in leadership are mission critical for helping players thrive on and off the field? Oh, and Kyle Rowley also joins us to close out every episode to tell us what's on his mind. We're going to chat with experts, athletes, and coaches from all levels of the game and take your calls on everything from college recruiting to striking that ideal sports life balance. Welcome to a football podcast about life, leadership, and the pursuit of excellence. This is Spinning It. This episode, we get to sit down with DJ Lagway and Marcos Davilo. Chris was uh, hosting a QB Universe camp in Dallas. I packed up, brought my kid, and Marcos was a little bit of a bonus because I was going to sit down and, and interview DJ, and Marcos was there. And Chris, tell us about these two guys. Well, they both have great stories, especially with QB Universe. So three years ago, we're at QB Universe, Arizona, and uh, right there in Phoenix. And next thing you know is uh, we see this kid, Marcos, and he could throw the ball. And at his age, it looked pretty good. And so we made a couple phone calls. And next thing you know is he got an offer from Kansas right there uh, at awesome. QB Universe. So Marcos uh, and QBU, are, uh, we're glued at the hip because, you know, it's a great place for for guys to be seen. He got saw, uh, seen there. And so next thing you know is you got DJ's number one dual threat in the in the country going to Florida. I saw some uh, footage of him and he, he has, he's got just, he's locked in. He's amazing. Lockdown. So same thing with, with him. You know, we put out a video on him and made a couple of calls. Next thing you know is traction galore. And so DJ and Marcos, I'm just super pumped to have them on the show today. So excited for everybody to hear their stories. All right, let's get right into it. All right, guys, here we are live, Dallas, Texas. At the QB Universe camp, who do we got on hand here, Chris? Number one, we got a couple great quarterbacks coming out of high school, already big-time offers. One's already located, are heading that way. One's waiting another year, but already confirmed, right? Mm -hmm. TCU committed. So we got DJ Lagway heading to Florida, number one by rivals, right? As the dual quarterback, number one in the country. Yes, sir. That's awesome, DJ. And we got Marcos Villa, who's headed to TCU, and he wants to help him get some get-back. 65 to 7. You think you can bridge that gap? <laughs> I mean... It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. It was a rough game for them, but yeah, I, I think I might be able to do something. All right. We'll, we'll start with these questions, and you guys can... I guess the format, it's pretty informal, as we've pretty much established, is you know, one of you can answer them first. We'll figure out who. As I told you guys beforehand, I want, I want this to be a platform for you guys to say what you want to say, maybe answer some questions you didn't get asked or, and you want to get asked and, and think about that. We've, we've already interviewed a few coaches so far in this, and I, and I want to hear from the athletes and I want to hear from the guys who have gone through the journey. The first question I like to ask guys is, you know, if your audience is a 15, 16-year-old kid who has aspirations to do what you guys are, are doing and continue to doing, you know, what would you say to them? And then what's your journey? Like, when did you know, like, this is a, this is a serious option for you and why and the moment of all that. Speak to that. Like, pretend like you're talking to you to a 15 year old brother who's like looking up to you. 
Uh, I really say just continue to work hard. You know what I mean? If you work hard, all your dreams going to come true. And, you know, I started really wanting to play quarterback when I was in sixth grade. That's when I knew I really fell in love with the position. And I just really fell in love with it. Yeah. Who was the guy that helped you fell in love with it? Myself, I don't know. Really Cam Newton. I watched Cam yeah, Newton. Yeah, That's yeah, when yeah. he was like yeah. pretty balling at the time. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of a big heavy set guy yeah. like him at the zone. So I, I kind of liked yeah. him. Yeah. Was it when he was at Auburn? No, so that was when he was at uh, the Panthers when he won MVP, okay. uh, MVP. You said your advice would be work hard. I heard some crazy stuff about you uh, yesterday about how early you were getting up for the last couple of years. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, sir. Most definitely. You got you to gotta beat the competition to it. You know what I mean? Like the early bird gets the worm. So I'm always... Getting up, you know what I mean? I used to get up at 5 a.m. Now everybody started getting up at 5, so I get up at 4. So I just try to try to one up the That's competition. That's the Tom Brady right? story. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. the Tom Brady story. I just try to one up the competition. So, yeah. How did you know to do that? And how old were you when you started doing that? You know, I have I look into Kobe Bryant a lot, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. His work ethic. You know, that's huge because I'm a workaholic too. So yeah. I just I feel like if you're not working, you're not getting better you yeah. than other people that's Love you know, it. You're trying Mamba to mentality. Yes, sir. Got you early too. Yes, sir. <laughs> Marcus, can't just be slow roll over there. You're yeah. trying. Yeah, I'll just say the same thing. Really, just uh, keep working hard. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I mean, I, I fell in love with the game. I'll say same sixth grade, and I really fell in love with the position. And that's when I knew that we had to take it to a whole nother level. Go to like travel out of Midland because yeah. I knew a lot of like coaches and everyone like won't come to Midland, like West Texas. So I had to travel and go everywhere like Dallas places so I was gonna ask you you said I fell in love with the sport I fell in love with the position were those two totally different things for you like did you love football and then realize man I really love playing quarterback because it almost feels like a yeah, whole different, different sport unto mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean I fell in love with the sport pretty early I played running back before I played quarterback and then they one of my coaches found out that I played baseball and I, and I played outfield so he wanted to put me at quarterback and then I ended up just falling in love with it so it yeah. stuck I, w- I want to go real quick. Uh, you had mentioned, DJ, you mentioned having to get up early, right, 5 a.m., and other people started doing it, and it's just like, you know, you got to keep setting the bar and start going to 4 a.m. So when I was playing, and I would have to travel down to Florida a lot, mm-hmm. okay, and so what I would do is to make sure my competition didn't get the leg up on me and I'd lose a day traveling because I would drive, I would drive overnight. Like, I would drive, start driving at, like, 10 o'clock at night and mm-hmm. arrive at 6, 7 in the morning. Still have my day to be able to do my work, and nobody beat me on reps that day. Yeah, I like so that, I love yeah. the way you guys talk, like, yeah, setting yeah. the bar, driving that 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 edge, and making sure nobody outworks you ever. Yes, sir. Do you feel like getting up early? Because you're going to get your work in that day. Do you feel like getting up early? You, you get the same workout, but do you feel like it's just, like, a mental edge? Because I had to get up when the sun wasn't down, so that means it was harder for early me. Early like, bird gets the worm. Don't you feel like the darkness almost like I put in more because I put myself through a little more pain of that waking up process? I feel like for me, because like a lot of kids go to prep schools and like really they do online school, but I go to like a regular public school. So I'm there to 730 to 305. So I feel like I get extra work in like because I work out in the morning and I work out in the middle of the day, like for our athletic period. And then I'll go to a couple workouts after school. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of get more workouts in. Yes, sir. If you get that first one in, then you can get extras in. Like, yes, sir. If you don't get the first one, then those are, then you're just, yeah, I get yes, that. Sir. Well, that was Kobe's thing. Kobe, Kobe recognized that most of his competition was working out twice a day. Yeah. And so he got up from, didn't work out from four to six, ate breakfast, slept, did an eight to 10, had lunch, slept, and then did, got three in. And he said, by the time I had been doing that for three to four months, 
I had that many more reps and that many more hours in the gym. So my competition they can't even catch yeah. up. So can't catch you even if they even start. If you yeah. Don't even do it. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, everyone says, you know, it's time in, it's reps, reps make you better. But like it turns into like that talking point. But it sounds like you guys have taken that literally, right? And you're like rep counting and going, well, if, it's, if reps win, then let me just get more. And that's awesome because I think uh, some people just pay it lip service. Yes, well, I think it's why they're sitting in front of us right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a testament. If you start that psychology early, you know, it leads you to open up other doors. I love seeing that. Who was your guy? Cam Newton, who's your guy? I would say Marcus Mariota when he was at Oregon. Yeah. He, he was really fun to watch yeah. at Oregon. So. Yeah, he was. It's tough. Yeah. Notice both those guys won Heisman's too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys uh, have your sights on something like that? Do you think big like that, like that far out into the future? Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely. Yeah. Yes, sir. Somebody talk about that. Oh, yeah, I see. I got goals written on my mirrors, on my wallpaper, you know what I mean, on my phone. So I just have all my goals written down. I see them every day, just let them marinate in my mind, my heart, my soul, you know what I mean? So give me a while while I'm waking up and while I'm doing all this stuff. Where do you write them? Tell me where they are. Just right here on the, I got them right here on my wallpaper. You know what I mean? I got that, all that, high school, college. Every time I wake up, I look at I see that first. So it's just really. The world's a magnet. Yeah. The world's a magnet. The more you revolve those goals into everything you do, you soak up in it. I and mean, the more you rep out the goal, and either it's through your work or how you tell yourself and you repeat it to yourself, the more you do it, the mm-hmm. closer it gets to you. There's, and the, the way the world works mm-hmm. is the more you do that, the closer it gets. And finally, at some point, it pops. It's relentless. Being relentless at it. And you two are two great examples of doing that. I mean, the way you're, you're explaining that is is exactly how you make those things be realized. Marinate in my mind. I like that. Does someone want to be bold and, like, give us a goal that, like, is big enough that some people might laugh at? And You know what I mean? You guys, I'm sure you guys have been laughed at. You already have big goals. Yeah. You, want, you want to get a specific like goal? What, like what level? High school? College? Something you wrote I'm going to do, I'm gonna do high school. I'm going to do high school. I'm going to say Winter Elite 11. That's mine. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah, Winter Elite 11. That's what, because, like, you know, especially me being, like, like like a dual threat, you know what I mean? They really don't expect. I'm gonna come out there. I want I want to go out there and win. Nice, it. nice. Yeah. Man. I love that. Yeah. What about you? I would say the same for high school level. I would say I want to go to the Elite Eleven, uh, show what I can do, and show all these coaches that just show, show my talent. And um, I'll say college level, obviously win the Heisman, and then NFL definitely first round pick. There you go. That was the next question on my thing here. It's like, what round are you going? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was more broad. You guys honed in on it, but it was how, how did the next three to five years look to you? And, you know, what goals do you guys hope to attain? And then if you want to expand on that, we can do that. But what do you want coaches and teammates to know about you? I would say just I want to go in there and uh, show what I can do early. I feel like I want to go to a place where I can be developed to my best and we have an opportunity to start pretty early, so. My yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go in there and start, try to start as a freshman. You know, I'm going to go in there and compete at the highest level, you know, SEC competition. You yeah. Know, but get some go get some dogs. Every, like you said, against Georgia. You yeah. know what I mean? Battle those guys every year. So I just want to go out there and compete. That's my biggest thing and learn and develop and just grow as a human on and off the field. I love how you get specific with your goals, right? And and I'm trying to remind myself of that. We always have goals for our whole life. But, like, you, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you, you said, I want to start early. But then he said, I want to start as a freshman. Mm-hmm. So, like, take a note of that. You know what I mean? Like, be specific. Because they might start as a sophomore and say, I should. I said early, I should have said freshman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like Chris said, it's, it'll materialize, right? Whatever you want. Yes, sir. I haven't told Chris this yet. If you start as a freshman, 
we're going to go to that Georgia Florida game down in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. I'm there. Yeah, yeah all right. I'm there. <laughs> so, well, I, this is one of the things I was telling DJ before we started. That Texas Oklahoma game is a huge game. It's played in the Cotton Bowl, right? And then they got Michigan Ohio State. Why isn't Florida Georgia the biggest game like on the map? I spoke to a guy I worked with. He had a son who played at NYO with us, and he's like, he's like, it's one of the most fun games to go to. It's, it's in Jacksonville. Oh, you been? No, oh. I just, a lot of my friends well, go all the time. DJ's getting us there. DJ actually <laughs> has to do this. Well, along with your team, you got to raise up team, start competing for the, the SEC championship. <laughs> and once he brings it to that level, that game will be bigger. Than yeah, that I mean, that's so the team. Too. Florida got to start. We got to start winning. That's the thing. Yeah. Love it. I love it, DJ. Love to hear it. By the way, just so you understand, where is TCU for everybody out there? Fort Worth. And you're going to do what with it? I'm going to change the whole program and change it around and... You mean win the national championship? Win the, yeah, win the national championship. You got to go through the SEC, DJ. Yeah. You may be a gatekeeper. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna finish for that question. I'm gonna hold off on that. Okay, so by this time we've interviewed about three coaches, specifically what they look at in quarterbacks. We're gonna expand out of that and other athletes. But your process, your recruiting process, as top quarterbacks being recruited, what did you look for in coaches? What did you? hope that they asked you why did you end up choosing what you chose and and how did they win the sweepstakes and getting you to go to their schools i really looked at just the, the relationship i have with them, like a true genuine relationship because everybody in the coaching world they tell tell like they'll yeah. tell you what you want to hear you mm-hmm. know what i mean but when you get recruited you want to hear the real and want to hear what what you need to hear and sometimes it's not good sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's great, you know what I mean? But you really want to have that real genuine connection with that person that's recruiting you. What did Florida do differently to you, in your opinion, that gave you that feeling? I'd say just uh, the coaches I have a great relationship with is uh, Joe Hamilton. It's just crazy how all these things come together. Because uh, when I was when I went here my freshman year, that's when I actually met my QB coach. He had hit me up that same time I was down here. So I feel like, and then he had sent the film to Joe Hamilton while he was at ULL. Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette at the time. So he had sent them my film. And I just crazy how I think like all of it just circled back around to to now. And like, that's when I was just like, I feel like the QB universe can really just started everything and like really built a foundation for me and like really made my recruiting and all that stuff explode. So yeah, I appreciate y'all guys. That's great. Yeah, man. That's well, great. It, it's kind of easy to spot talent. You yeah. know, like when you came, Marcus, yep. and we are like, that's obvious. Yeah. Let's make a call. Boom. And then your whole process started. Yeah. I mean, put you on the map. DJ, I mean, it's obvious when you see a dude running around making throws off platform. You see ceiling. Like, there's some yeah. guys who don't have ceiling. And you have ceiling, which means Appreciate just that. like, all you got to do is do work to materialize, use your word, and make it all come true. And that's what you guys have done. I mean, you've, you've done it. You know, and us being a part of the journey, awesome. Yes, sir. We love to be able to be a part of that, especially three quarterbacks sitting here talking to two other quarterbacks, <laughs> and you guys are just walking through the same journey. Yeah. We love being a part of it. So I love yeah. watching it, man. It's I awesome. Love, I love hearing what you guys have to say, too. Yeah. Do you want you want to tell that story about how you got your first offer? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So DJ was actually at the same camp, and we're in Arizona at the QB Universe camp, and we took a break. We all got in huddle, and then uh, Coach Elliott ended up making a call, and then Spencer Rattler announced that I got my first offer from Kansas. And it was pretty cool just um get my journey started, and I knew that wasn't going to be the end of it. I just had to keep on working. So How cool was that that Spencer announced it? Was I, it was pretty crazy. I, I was I was very, I was was very really in like so much shock. It was it was pretty crazy, though. It was cool. Yeah. That was a cool moment. And your parents were there that day, yeah. weren't they? They were, yes, sir. And ev- everyone's there, and, you know, 
at the QB Universe events, we, we, we talk a lot about like, hey man, eyes are on you, eyes are on you. And I think that offer was the first offer that we did live at QB Universe. And it was just awesome to see. And I was like, that's great, man. Like things are happening in real time for these guys. So the yeah. shock in the face and yeah, happiness, yeah, yeah. it's like a mixture yeah. of yeah. emotions. It's like, I could cry right now yeah. in front of a whole bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to handle this. Yeah, right. It was all everything hit. That was really that was something. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see, man. I was, I was, I was like, wow, it was an eye opener for sure. Right. You yeah. happy yeah. for him or you? Hey, I was happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it made me say, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta yeah, get back tell, to work. Man. I'm trying to yeah. get like him. You know what I yeah. mean? So oh, I was just trying to get back to work. He goes, yeah. for you. Now it's four a.m. White TC. I would just say the relationship I built with Coach Riley and Coach Dykes ever since our SMU. I went to their camp and they fell in love with me and. They just they just talked to me like DJ was saying. Just they they felt really real to me. Like my other coaches, like he was saying, they like they tell you that you're the number one guy and all this, but like maybe that's not true. I really felt that with TCU when they moved to TCU, and I I just felt like I was right. Great. This is a great one. If you had any question you wanted to answer, what's the answer? Right. Any question you wanted to answer that you've never been asked, somebody who doesn't know anything about you, something you may want your team to know that you're coming to. What is that special characteristic that you have inside? Right, so but it can't be one that you've already explained. So a question nobody's ever asked: How is your heart? If it's fourth quarter, what kind of quarterback are you? If you're way up, you know what what kind of makes you different from everybody else in all the normal questions you've ever got. I would say my mindset and my leadership skills. You know what I mean? That's something I feel like that sets me apart from any other quarterback in the country. You know that, like you said, that mama mentality. You know, just being a leader on and off the field because people look at you for guidance, like I said, on and off the field, but like just really having that, that that leadership role on the field, you know what I mean? When things are going bad, you gotta be able to, to rally the troops, you know what I mean? And just be able to get through it. And when things are going great, keep an even kill yeah. and just get through it together. So it's just being able to find the, the fine line and just really being able to know your your receivers equally, knowing your linemen, just knowing everybody personally. So you, cause you can't talk to a, a lineman like you talk to a receiver or yeah. vice versa. So you just really gotta know your person and your player and just really get to know them on a personal level. So it sounds like from an effort standpoint and a communication standpoint, it's a chemistry build. You're a bonder. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's a relationship. It's mm -hmm. like we're dating out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to let them know. You got to let them know. Let's yeah. talk yeah. about it. Yeah. So got to give them flowers. Yeah. <laughs> Take them out to dinner. Yeah. Get them food. Yeah. They love food. They make that. Yeah. Right. Right. I'll just say... Um, just building off of him, just uh, my, my leadership skills and uh, my fight for, for my team. Actually, towards like the end of my sophomore year, I ended up actually, I tore my meniscus and I ended up playing on it two two playoff games. And I just felt like I had to play for the seniors because I couldn't let them down. So I just feel like I fight for the team and that that's just, that's just how I am. I, I won't give up, so. That toughness part you talk about and giving up your body for your team. Mm -hmm. So one of the most important characteristics I think that a quarterback has is toughness yeah, because absolutely. you can't ask. You're coming to the huddle and you're like, look, this is the one drive we need to get yeah. going on. I need you guys. Do your job. Yeah. you got one job. Do your job. This is the one drive we need. Everybody, 11 assignments, all completed, every play. Put it in the end zone. And if you haven't been the toughest dude around of the team, the mm -hmm. toughest dude of the team, then they're going to lower their standard. They may not mm -hmm. come through what they would if you yeah. were that dude. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right? So when you talk toughness, and, you know, you tear a meniscus or separate a shoulder, throwing shoulder, but yet you're still throwing. Yeah. You may yeah, yell while you're throwing because it hurts like a dog. But bottom line is, you do stuff like that, your team will come through whenever you yep. actually say this is the moment. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And in life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yep.
best compliment I ever got in my career was a lineman that said, I didn't know he felt this way. We had a great season, won a championship. He said, dude got hit, always got up, never said anything to us. And I was like, I guess that's true. I always felt you can't really get on your line because I never knew what it was like to be in their boots. Mm-hmm. I can ask more of them, hey, man, this is an important play. I need you. I need you. But I would never say, man, you got to make that block because I didn't know. But I didn't understand how much respect that garnered yep. in the locker room mm-hmm. until he said it. And that goes with just knowing, you know what I mean, having that relationship with one another, yeah. knowing yeah. how they want to be, you know what I mean, just really having that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you guys want to ask before I throw one more question in there? I was going to ask you what you need because I, I had a similar I've hurt the right foot, and man, that's tough because you can't plant and, and transfer. But then I hurt the left knee, and I could kind of manage my way around the field because at least I could find my anchor and get and transfer. What was it? Which which? It, it was my left knee. So Your left, right. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst. I mean, it was. It was still still tough to play on, and um, I mean, just had to battle through it. No, I mean, kudos to you for battling through, but. That's the better one. Just yeah, yeah. I got, don't want anyone yeah. to go down. Learn to get kind of out of the way. Those guys, when you get up in the levels, they'll they'll fall and watch out. They'll barrel roll once or twice just to try to catch your foot. Mm-hmm. They catch that toe, you're stuck, and they'll try to roll up on your knee. So just watch out. Sage advice. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the watch out. Final question. This is your platform. What question do you wish you were asked or what else would you want? Or, you know, your parting kind of thing. What do you want to say before you guys go down another adventure and another road of college football? I'll say it's not really a question that somebody I would want them to ask me. I would want somebody to ask my teammates and see, like, ask how is he as a player, as, as a human being? You know what I mean? I would want, want to see that response. That would be something All I right. want, yeah. What you got? <laughs> Man. You can think. ponder it. Yeah. It can be, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, well, <laughs> while you, while you ponder, that was strong. Yes, yeah. I appreciate it. That was strong. Yeah. Man. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Well, you just got like eight. No, I would be lost right now. What, what did you ask? What was the question? I think a lot of these times, a lot of the athletes just get a lot of questions thrown at them. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like they would go, I wish they'd ask this. Yeah. You know, I wish this was important to the people. Yeah. Really kicking the tires of me as a commodity. You know, yeah. as opposed to like a person. You know, I think these guys have this concept in spades, and this is one of the things that I think I want this podcast to represent. I don't know if it was a Tom Brady quote or whatever it was, but being a better football player doesn't make you a better person, but being a better person makes you a better football player. There are going to be reporters that you guys are going to come in contact with that are going to quasi-interview you and then write the story they already had in their head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be aware of that. So it's about getting your message out. You know, that's why I think that uh, LeBron's stuff, uh, the player player tribune, where they kind of get the middleman out of there is important. So, like, you know, be, just be aware of that stuff and, and know who you are and know how to get that message I believe out. this is going to be the enter to the RPO. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is yeah. the entry. Man! Yeah. Segway. <laughs> if that happens, if that happens, give did. us a call. Yeah. Give us a call. We'll clear it. We'll help you guys clear it up. Do you even know what they did to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Kyle's got to do a lot of that, huh? <laughs> All right, anything else, guys? You guys want anything? Marcos, you got to you got to give off a, a send off statement. Tell them about yeah. yourself. I'll just say probably just ask my coaches, just um, see what they think about like like my toughness and just how I really don't complain and all I do is work. So that's this. So you would always go into your co- you're thinking that the way you're going to react is get their temperature on you and use that as like okay. That gives me my next set of goals. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, the best way to silence your critics is demonstrate otherwise. 
Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You're going to be the first two athletes on. So anytime you guys want to want to come back, let us know, and uh, we'll probably be talking to you guys down the road. I yes, sir. appreciate Congrats it. Congrats on your success yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Really. Thanks for your time, guys. No problem. Little update since that episode. Marcos was committed to TCU, and now he's uh, going to Purdue. Yep. Hey, you got to know how to like yep. bob and weave and yep. figure it out. Adjustments happen. Totally. It's actually a better situation for him, I think. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But great insight. Two great kids, in my opinion, just you know, really locked in. And it's great to see kids that discipline locked in and knowing what they want, pursuing it at that age. And no matter what happens, you know, I think these guys you're going to hear about them being successful in some area of their lives later on. You said discipline. I mean, how about how they wake up at a certain time yeah. frame and and they're already knowing that they've got to hit those units of opportunity, which are hours, yep. available hours to get better. And they both look at uh, their their days like it's, that. It's, it's fascinating to see the, the ingredients of success in kids that early and have them understand <laughs> the bigger picture that early. So we look forward to following them and following their success and great to give them a platform. Until next time, guys. Follow us on social media at Spinning It Pod and be sure to subscribe anywhere you get podcasts.